tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. What's going on, everybody? This is Randall Barnes, the host of Pulse Radio in the building for a special edition of the Pulse Radio podcast. We're going to be talking about a very important issue going on in Atlanta right now at one of our HBCUs in Georgia, Spelman College. But before we get to that, have a very special announcement that has been long overdue for I don't know how long. I can't tell you how long. I've not, I've not kept count because life has been beating me down. So I can't, I can't really tell you how long it's been. But got a big announcement. We have my co-host back on the show, Shelby. Shelby, how you doing? I'm great. <laughs> I'm glad to be back. I, and and listen, I got the drum roll from Dora for you. All right, <laughs> like, 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 we, 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 we done found a clue for you. We done found the clues, all of that, man. You you you're at the dun, 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 dun. man. That, man, that, man that, that's that's the, that's that door. We like what, what is a swiper? Like we got it over here. But how's everything been going with you? How, how's everything been? You you graduated. You're doing a lot of big things. You went across the world. You've been doing everything. So just tell us just real briefly how life has been for you so far. Life has been great. Um, I'm a proud HBCU alumna of Albany State University, and I'm just like really surprised that it's like really over. You know, like it's like your senior year. You do. You're just like, oh, I'm ready to graduate. But then when you actually do graduate. It's like, dang, I graduated. But nonetheless, I'm very excited for the future and what's to come next. And yeah. We have a lot in store, too. We have a lot in store that we're not going to talk about today because it's actually, you know, a very pertinent situation that, you know, we're going to be discussing today. So uh, I know for me, so um, I got my second dose of my vaccine on Saturday and it was a very busy Saturday because I heard about the Spelman housing crisis. And I had um, a young woman from Fort Valley that heard about it, that reached out and texted me about it. And then I had a young woman named Lauren that um, is a student at Spelman that reached out to me um, about posting, you know, just a graphic pushing people to donate on Instagram. So we were all over the story. A shout out to everyone uh, that just helped us with the news gathering for it. Um, And we wanted to make sure that we got on covering it because we wanted to get back to our media activist roots. You know, we started with Stan with Bennett in 2018 uh, as they were fighting to keep their accreditation. Um, and that's really how we got our purpose with HBCU Pulse. And that's even why we're here, because HBCU Pulse built Pulse Radio, and it built a Queen series. So everything that we're doing now is because of that moment. So I know for me, I wanted to cover the Spelman housing crisis, because I think it's an issue that you know a lot of HBCUs go through. So it's something that as an outlet such as Pulse Radio and HBCU Pulse, we had to give our outlet to the student leaders of Spelman to confront these issues. So, Shelby, you had an opportunity to talk to one of the student leaders, right? Yes, I did. Taylor, who is the president of the National Action Network at Spelman College. So, so, so tell us real briefly about the interview before we go to it. So the interview was basically about their housing crisis and how they recently just accepted about 700 to 900 students to the institution, but there just isn't enough housing for upperclassmen. So it's kind of leaving them kind of like in sort of a limbo. But, you know, she basically explained how they are handling that situation, how her organization is handling the situation to be a support to the upperclassmen. 
And she also talked about new information that she had gained within maybe like five minutes before the interview started. So it's very interesting how, you know, things are shifting and kind of changing. So I, we, I'm just glad that we were able to give her that platform to be able to tell her story. Because like you said, housing is an insecurity within HBCUs. So she deserves to be able to tell a story so people can be able to support them and help them in any way that they can. Most definitely. So let's go to it. Uh, we conducted the interview on HBCU Pulse Instagram Live. So let's go to it. You're listening to Pulse Radio. From the shade room to your news feed, we brag different. You're locked into HBCU Pulse, now trending worldwide. Hi, Taylor. How are you? Hello. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. So go ahead and tell us who you are. I serve as the first president of Spelman's chapter of the National Action Network, which is a chapter of the larger organization that comes from the angle of advocacy, advocating for those most marginalized, which we try to take to our campus by responding to campus needs, student needs on our campus and also beyond our campus in our larger West End community. So just a little background, we actually have some updates about the Spelman housing crisis as of 7-10 today. <laughs> um, the original issue was that Spelman had accepted more students than they had anticipated this school year. And they also had put aside more quarantine spaces than were needed for the COVID-19 response. So last semester, Spelman had quarantining areas. And I think that that was primarily in the suites, which is one of our largest dorms on campus. And, you know, it was a different population last semester because nobody was vaccinated yet. They didn't really know, you know, what was to be expected. That was the first semester that students were back since COVID-19 pandemic. Um, and so they kind of brought that forward into this academic year which is a little different because our population has changed because Spelman has released a COVID-19 vaccine requirement. So everybody staying on campus is required to receive the COVID-19 vaccine. So the issue began when Spelman released their 2021-2022 housing decision that basically outlined that the only Spelman students to receive housing would be the majority of the freshman class and half of the sophomore class. And so the rest of the Spelman community began scrambling to find off-campus housing without the promise of online instruction. So that has now been altered a little bit since Spelman just released once again at 7.10 tonight a statement that they will now also house the majority of the sophomore class into some of the junior class. They mentioned that they would house, you know, very few of the of the junior class. And so it's it's not completely it's not non-normative for Spelman to not house their seniors or their juniors mm -hmm. or their transfer transfer students so now we're working with I would say what we would normally be working with in terms of housing and food insecurity I would say that there's still a story because although we're not combating displacement for as many people as we assumed there is still a truth behind Spelman students being displaced. And I would say, as Spelman Nan and others organized around housing insecurity and this housing crisis, we found that, like many of us knew and have had organized around in the past, that Spelman students are navigating housing, transportation, and food disparities. 
And there are many Spelman students who are even navigating homelessness. So it's still very much a pressing issue and Spelmanam will redirect our efforts, but we'll continue to develop mutual aid efforts to support people with transportation via carpooling, with food insecurity by partnering with Mimi's Pantry over at Clark Atlanta University. And we'll continue our advocacy efforts because although Spellman did mention that there'll be housing, the majority of the, of the now, now sophomore class and a portion of the junior class, um, and they'll also be offering assistance for those who, those upperclassmen who will have to get off campus housing. They've not yet released a statement about what they will be doing about, you know, providing an online option. And mm -hmm. I'm of the belief that when we, no matter the circumstance that leads us to create more accessible modes of engaging with education, once we have fine-tuned accessibil um, that accessibility, we should always continue to maintain that accessibility. So I would say that online classes have always been a need for the Spelman community because off-campus housing has always been, you know, an issue for Spelman students. Now, I know that was a mouthful, but I just wanted to, you know, give that update because I just received it um, and we're all trying to figure out how we're going to reorganize ourselves to respond to this new update. So with this new information, so I'm glad that you give up, gave us that update and thank you for sharing that. How does it make you feel? Because with HBCUs, housing can be an insecurity. I am an alumna of Albany State University. I'm a proud alumna, but you know, mm -hmm. I can, you know, resonate with you and I do understand how you feel with the whole housing situation. So being a senior and you obviously are a leader on campus and you put a lot of work and a lot of hard dedication into your institution. How did that make you feel like with this whole situation from the beginning? Spelman's chapter, the National Action Network, just from my, like my personal perspective and what you know, I'm personally, my personal experience with their housing decision. Our chapter is a part of our social justice program, which is housed in the dorm Laura Spellman, and that's a living and learning dorm, particularly for social justice fellows and link scholars. I assumed that I would have on-campus housing simply because I'm a social justice fellow. And because of that, I um, assumed that I would have housing at Laura Spellman until, until I graduated under normal circumstances. And I understood the shift that was, you know, required due to the COVID-19 pandemic. But, you know, when I realized the sheer amount of students that were being displaced, I began organizing. Now I'm just happy that more students will be housed and those who do have to receive on off-campus housing will, you know, have support with the new grant that Spelman listed in their, their email tonight. But it is, you know, frustrating not to be able to go on campus, not to be able to host meetings in the same ways that um, I would if I were on campus for my organization. And also the challenges that I'll face, you know, as a, as a commuter student, who has to commute to, to campus. There's still the issue of parking. Bellman usually charges $400 a semester for parking on campus. And that's in addition to the $135 a month that I'll have to pay for parking in my apartment complex. So that's still, you know, an issue for me. But I will say that I'm, I'm, I, I don't face housing security in the same ways that my peers do. So I'll, I would never try to co-opt that experience. But I, I do... I want to use my position of privilege to advocate for my Spelman siblings who are navigating more serious, you know, housing insecurity and food insecurity, as well as transportation insecurity. I would also say that as a senior, I do feel that Spelman historically, you know, forgets about 
upperclassmen and their needs. Just because we're seniors doesn't mean that we don't still need and require the on-campus experience or just the ease that comes with being on campus, not having to commute, not having to pay for extra meal plans or to pay for groceries or to, you know, have a reliable source of transportation and things like that. And also just the reality that when I left Spelman's campus and when my class left Spelman's campus, we were sophomores and many of us still feel like we're sophomores. So it feels like, you know, we lost a lot of our on-campus experience due to the COVID-19 pandemic, which was out of the hands of, of everybody. But it would be nice for, you know, Spelman to acknowledge that and to continue to try to, to offer us the experience that we were not afforded because of those extenuating circumstances. Well, thank you so much for that information. And I wish the best of luck to you. And I hope that, you know, people that are listening in, make sure that I hope that you guys heard all the organizations that, you know, Taylor and her organization is working with to better this situation for the upperclassmen. I wish the best of luck for you and your senior year. Try. You're doing a great job. I want you to know that because (laughs) being a student leader, I know I was a student leader when I was in college. I know how frustrating it could be. So you're doing a great job. You're a great person. You seem like a great person. I know that things are going to turn around for you all and everything will be okay. I know that for a fact. And to everybody watching, please make sure that if you can to, you know, help help them out and to donate any way that you can. And please, Taylor, tell everyone where they can find you. Yes. Um, I'm going to tag Spellman Nan here. And you can find many of those fundraisers I just listed on our on our Instagram account. Well, thank you, Taylor. Thank you so much for covering our story. Tap, tap, tap in. You're listening to Pulse Radio with Randall and Shelby, the heart of the culture. Yes, so that was Shelby's interview with Taylor, the president of Spelman's chapter of the National Action Network. First of all, Shelby, amazing interview was very insightful. It was so many, it was so many updates like in real time. Like I know when I was at Fort Valley, we learned about updated news leads. So that was a big update news lead because she kept saying at 7.10 p.m. we found this update. Now, did you notice that? At 7.10 p.m. we found this update. So literally, it right. was news that was going on as you as you spoke to her. So great interview, great job. So honestly, just in these situations, I was you know telling you about it offline, is that you have to adapt in these stories because information changes so quickly. And, you know, I don't think it was anything malicious that Spellman has this issue. I don't think it was, oh, we're not going to give housing to our students. You know, it's other issues that are going on. And from the emails that I saw and from the sourcing that I saw, it seemed as if, you know, the student leaders on campus were able to speak to the administration and they were able to make things happen. So I think that for me, what I see from this story is that it showcases the power of student leadership because you have student leaders such as Taylor that didn't just say, hey, well, we don't got housing. Let's just give up and just deal with it. They were trying to figure out ways to get people to donate to them, finding ways to tell their story. They reached out to us. So I think that just the whole entire story and even just what the interview was and what she was speaking about is the power of our voice and the power of student leadership. So shout out to Taylor for coming on. Shout out to everyone from Spelman that spoke with us and that reached out. And Shelby, shout out to you just for the interview. Just amazing job. And we definitely want to cover, you know, some harder news topics. You know, we can talk about versus. You know, we can talk about, you know, football and all the different things like that that we've done in the past. And, of course, you know, all of May, we talked about Victor on The Voice. We talked to all his castmates. But we want to also tackle issues that are affecting the community. 
and especially the HBCU community because that's one of our biggest brands, HBCU Pulse. But outside of that, Shelby, it's more information that we need to disseminate to make sure that the Spelman students are getting help. So tell us where they need to follow and what they need to do to support. So Taylor mentioned in an interview to follow Spellman underscore Nan underscore. And basically they will be posting updates on how they will be helping students and aiding students in this situation. So I really hope that they get the help that they need. And I'm just, like you said, I'm so proud that she didn't give up. It's still affecting the students and they still need the help. So I hope that you guys would just, you know, take the time out to go follow their Instagram and help them in any way that you can. And I and, and I have to say this as well. And I told them this when I'm, I spoke with them just one-on-one just for the pre-interview is that I really believe that in this situation that they really called upon the activist roots of the AUZ. They called upon, you know, the Spelman women that were marching in the 1950s and the 1960s, you know, for, you know, their civil rights and also just in general for what was going on at that time on the campuses in, in, in Atlanta. So that's one thing that I'm proud of them for as well is that, you know, they definitely are making right of the history where, you know, you protest and, you know, you use these different means to connect with the people in power to make sure that the constituents are being heard. So shout out to all the Spellman women that are speaking up, that are reaching out, you know, to entities such as Pulse Radio and HBC Pulse and just continue to fight. That's all I can say. Continue to fight. But outside of that, that is it for us. Shelby, tell everyone where they can find you on social media. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Lotus Love, L-L-O-T-U-S, love underscore. And make sure to follow us at Pulse Radio 100 on Instagram and also on Twitter. Nevertheless, thank you so much for tuning in and make sure to support um, the amazing Spelman women as they embark to just make changes on their campus and make sure to support them and send them love. But outside of that, we will see you on the other side. HBCUs are more than a trend. We're forever a part of the culture. We can show you better than we can tell you. A Queen series and HBCU Pulse has you on lock. From royal court to Greek life, sports and campaigns to graduation. We are the number one outlet for HBCU students. Make sure to tap in and learn more at HBCUPulse.com.